0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. So today's episode is going to be a little different. Today's episode is going to be answering some questions that I gathered since our last episode. So if you did not have a chance to listen to the last episode, our guest's name was Nathan Siegel, and he actually went through so much trauma as a child that in his adult life, he experienced dissociative amnesia to the tune of 13 years, which means he literally was dissociating completely for a 13-year period where he wrote books, he did journals, he did all kinds of stuff and really didn't know it, wasn't in his body, in his right mind. So I wanted to, since that episode aired, I have gotten tons and tons of questions, people asking me, what is dissociative amnesia? What does it mean to be dissociative? Why would I dissociate? How do I know if I dissociate? The questions go on and on and on. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about just the basics. Now, keep in mind, I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a therapist. I am not a certified counselor. So if you have more questions, I highly suggest or recommend that you go talk to, you know, if you have a therapist, ask your therapist. If you have a psychiatrist, ask your psychiatrist. I'm just giving kind of my information about what I know about it and what I experienced as a child myself. So a lot of people do ask me, what is dissociation? I mean, what does it mean? And the American Psychological Association, they just say it is a defense mechanism in which conflicting impulses are kept apart or threatening ideas and feelings are separated from the rest of the psyche. The way I describe it in my layman's terms is that you literally just kind of disconnect. You disconnect from what you're thinking, who you are, where you are. You just kind of zone out. Now, of course, there are different degrees of dissociation, and there are major major four that they talk about. The first one is just mild dissociation. Now, you might be asking, what does that look like? That is just your daydreaming or your zoning out. Um, The second one is moderate dissociation. Now, this is where you kind of feel a sense of detachment. You kind of are aware that something's going on. Sometimes you're not able to quickly snap yourself back. So you might be zoning out and you know people are talking to you, but you, you it's just going right right through one ear and out the other. and You're not really paying attention. Your mind is elsewhere or your mind is really nowhere, if that makes sense. The third one is severe dissociation. And that is where you have a significant disruption in your identity your memory, or your consciousness. Um, a lot of times this can lead to amnesia. So you don't remember what happened during a specific period of time. So you might be so zoned out that you don't, you know, you. sometimes it even seems like you're looking outside of your body at what's going on. So this has actually happened to me when I was a child. I can remember a lot of memories that I have where it seemed like I was sitting outside and I was watching what was happening to me. So there was no physical pain. There was no, um, no, really, I didn't feel anything. It was just like a numbness and I was outside of myself as if it was, I was watching a movie or watching a film with me in the movie, but I wasn't really there. Um, and then the fourth type is dissociative, is a, a true honest-to-goodness dissociative disorder. And this could be DID, which is a dissociative identity disorder. And that was previously known as an MPD or a multiple personality disorder. And that is where you literally, your psyche splits and you actually take on a different, a different person. So you could have different handwriting, different voices, different um, tone of, just your posture could be different. You're completely different. And the other one is a, is dissociative amnesia. This is what Nathan Siegel talked about in last episode. He talked about that where he actually lost 13 years of his life. Now, dissociation looks different to absolutely everybody. There's various degrees, as I mentioned. It could be because of various things that happen to you. I know people ask me, you know, why why would you dissociate? Why would you do that? Well, if you go back to kind of the definition I talked to, it's where your psyche, you literally disconnect from your psyche, and it is a defense mechanism. So a lot of people, if they're going through something very traumatic, and it could be a one-time event, or it could be something that happens to you over and over again, but you literally, your your brain, it's too much for your brain to to comprehend or to process, so you literally disconnect, and it is a defense mechanism. So some of the reasons for dissociating might be childhood or other traumas, very high stress levels. Sometimes the overwhelm is just too much and you almost have to just step away. And I say step away because obviously you're not leaving your body, but you're stepping away from everything that's going in, in your, on in your mind. Another one is severe bouts of anxiety and depression. And then another one is sleep deprivation. They hear a lot of people that dissociate because you literally, when your body is that deprived of sleep, you literally cannot pull yourself back and you just get over your body, your your brain, your sensory perception. Everything just gets overwhelmed and you dissociate. So those are a couple of the reasons. Now, we talked about that. It looks different to everybody. And you may think sometimes, well, maybe I do that. I zone out a lot. People talk to me and I don't know what I'm hearing or You know, you can I mean, I have whole vacations in my childhood and my adulthood that I don't remember. I I have zero recollection of them. Now, when I was a child, I kind of understand because a lot of that was it was traumatic and I just needed to block it out of my mind and things come back here and there. But you never really know why as an adult you might do that. Uh, It could just be that I was going through a very stressful time in my life. It could be that there was just so much going on and I was in overwhelm that my brain had to decide what it was going to store and what it was going to just separate from. So what, if, what do you do if you think that you might be dissociating? What are some steps that you might possibly do if you are aware of this? Uh, I'm gonna give you five here and you can do any versions of these. If you wanna know more, you can reach out to me. I'd love to share more different tech techniques and ways to kind of just ground yourself and get back to the present if you're experiencing this. But for now, I'm just going to give you five. One is hum. Hum or sing a song. I know that sounds kind of silly, but humming calms you. It's a repetition. It's it's the movement. It's your voice. Um, For one, it reminds you that you have a voice. So it makes you more aware of who you are and it's also just calm. It's a calming thing. So sometimes I will just hum the alphabet or I will hum and I don't do this now, but I used to do this when I was younger, when I kind of was in overwhelm and I could hum the alphabet or I used to hum Yankee Doodle. I don't know why that was one that always came up for some reason. I was like, <laughs> you know, if you know the Yankee Doodle song, but that was one that I hummed. So you can hum whatever you want. Another one is just taking a deep breath. Taking a deep breath always just kind of clears your mind and brings you back back to the present. I always suggest that whatever your breath is that you take in, so if you count breathe in going five, try to breathe out longer. So if you breathe in five, breathe out six or seven. If you breathe in four, breathe out five or six. But just taking deep breaths sometimes gets you back and gets you a little more grounded. Um, Another experience. Um, exercise that I would suggest is an actual grounding exercise. And it's the sense exercise, not sense as in C-E-N-T-S, but sense as in S-E-N-S-E. So I believe I've talked about this in a couple of my other episodes where you look around, you sit down, sometimes with grounding, it's very nice to have your feet on the ground or be outside walking in the grass, just really connect yourself to nature. And then look around and, and just, you know, talk out loud if you need to. Talk about five things that you see and then four things that you hear, three things that you touch, two things that you can smell, and something that you can taste. And those are your five senses because it brings you back to the present moment. It brings you back to right here, right now, where you're at. And sometimes that's a good exercise. Another thing is just exercising in general. And when you're exercising, you could be walking, you could be running, you could be swimming, you could be on an exercise bike, whatever it is. But bring yourself back, bring your attention back to where you are. Bring the attention back to where you're feeling it in your body. So if you're walking, you know, pay attention to what it feels like on the ground. Or if you're swimming, pay attention to how it feels in your shoulders. But just keep trying to bring yourself back to the present and back to your own body. Because sometimes when we dissociate, the easiest way to describe it is that you're kind of stepping outside of yourself and you want to bring yourself back in. Kind of, I always used to kind of call it reining myself back in. Um, the next one is just practicing self care. And that could mean taking a bubble bath, relaxing, reading a book, meditating, doing yoga. Um, It could be having your nails done. It could be anything, anything where you're taking the time to intentionally take care of yourself. And that's my fifth topic, uh, fifth strategy. So again, these aren't all foolproof. And if you're in a very dissociated state and you're confused or you're scared, um, reach out for help. It is always good to have a support group. It's always good to have somebody that you can reach out to if you're, you know, getting nervous or getting scared. But Those are five that if you're just kind of starting to be aware that this is happening to you, that you can try to manipulate and try to move things around and and just kind of come back to yourself in the moment. Now, a lot of people also ask me this week, what do I do if I think that my child is dissociating or I think a friend of mine is dissociating? It's, you know, you might be with someone and all of a sudden they zone out and it's a very specific look people get when they dissociate. It's almost like you can be sitting there talking to someone and they might hear a loud noise or the a light might flash or, or a big boom or something. And it's almost like they get the shock and then it'll be like a glaze that comes over their face. So their eyes might get a little glazed over and it's just like they could be staring straight ahead, kind of like when you catch someone daydreaming. That's kind of what it looks like. So you can just, but if you're talking to them and then all of a sudden that happens, you might realize that they are in a dissociated state. So what do you do? First thing is you remain calm. You don't make a big deal out of it. You don't yell like, are you there? Wake up, slap up, you know, slap them in the side of the head or whatever. I don't know what you would possibly even think to do, but you don't want to do that. You want to remain calm. You want to remain quiet because most likely It could have been a trigger that got them there. So it could have been a loud noise. It could have been a flash of light. It could have been, like I said, a a thunder boom. Um, I know people that depending on what the traumatic event is that made them start to dissociate or that was so traumatic that they had these triggers, it'll bring them right back to that moment. It could be a smell. It could be uh, something they hear, something somebody says. It can be anything. So you just want to remain calm. Um, the second thing is really observe them. Observe what they're doing. You want to make sure that as a friend or as a as a parent or whatever you are to that person is that you are keeping them safe. So you need to watch them. Make sure that they're not doing any kind of self-harm. Make sure that they're not getting so agitated that they're not going to be able to snap themselves out of it. Um, you can watch and just just make notes, make very careful observations because if it's a very traumatic experience or it's a very big episode of a disassociation they might want to bring it to a counselor or a psychiatrist and you want to be able to tell them what happened the third thing is make them feel safe so you do not want to sometimes keeping the lights down low will be nice i mean you don't know what necessarily triggered them if it was a loud boom noise then you want to make sure that you're not being jerky and loud and and disruptive to them but you want to make them feel safe Now, be very careful when they're doing that, how you touch someone. You don't want to startle them even more by grabbing them. But if, you know, sitting down next to them calmly and just saying, you're okay, I'm here with you, if you can put an arm around them, if they, you know, if they're receptive to that, sometimes that's, you know, good to kind of get a little closeness and a little connection with them. But you want to talk to them calmly. Ask them where they are. Ask them if they know where they are. But these are all questions you want to be gentle with. Um, if they're in a very dissociated state, you might they, you might get zero response from them. But you want to offer any support that you can to make them feel safe. Um, the next one is to encourage them to do grounding exercises. Now, again, this depends on the severity of the dissociation and how far gone they are If is as, as if as to if this is going to work for you, but suggest the grounding exercises, you know, ask them, say, hey, how are you doing? You know, can you tell me where we are? And then wait, just wait for a response. Can you tell me a couple things that you see around you and wait? Can you tell me a couple things that you hear? Can you tell me a couple things that you feel? Like get them to do those grounding Exercises with you, if possible, because that will bring them back in. Sometimes that reins them back in again, and they'll pop back into the present. Um, The other one is ask open-ended questions. Don't ask them something that's going to stress them out or you know get them more agitated or irritated. But ask them questions like the ones I just mentioned. You know, are there a couple things that you can see? Are there a couple things that you can feel? How are you feeling? Um, Do you know what's happening? Just very open-ended, let them answer the questions and and just wait, just wait and observe. And the last thing is, again, I mentioned I'm not a psychiatrist. So if you are with someone that is having a very dissociated episode and they are very manic or they seem like they're going to hurt themselves or hurt, hurt other people, please get them help. Um, you do not want to leave somebody like that. You don't want to leave them to get help. You want to try to call if you can. You want to stay with them. Um, sometimes people, you know, they get violent, they get scared, they they run, they flee. Uh, there's many different way, things it looks like, and there's many different things that people will do, but you want to get them help as soon as possible, if you possibly can. So those are really, I know that I went over that so quickly, but I just wanted to really touch on it because I did get a lot of questions a whole lot of questions and I can't answer them all because dissociating looks different for everybody. I can tell you when you're in a, I mean, we listened to Nathan and he talked about it and his version of dissociated, he was in dissociative amnesia, which he really literally remembers nothing, but I had a little different version of it. I, as I mentioned, would literally be standing outside of my body and watching what was happening to me. So it was like, I didn't feel pain. I didn't feel really anything. I was completely numb just watching it. It was almost as if it was like a silent movie going on and someone had flipped off the volume and I was just standing there. And it was funny because throughout life and throughout my adulthood, I have recurring dreams and it's the same thing. The trauma, the abuse, the everything that's happening in my dreams, I'm standing outside and I'm watching it happen to myself. So that is my version of But I had another client who had a daughter who was a foster child, and she had gone through some horrific, horrific abuse before she came to be in her house. And she noticed that every time someone flicked on bright lights, that she would just startle and then get a glaze over her face. And then there was no talking to her. There was no, there was no anything. It literally, she would be gone for four or five minutes and just staring straight ahead. You couldn't ask her questions. You couldn't do anything. So- She was told just to comfort her, just to, if you could put her arms around her, just to hold her and just tell her she was safe. Just tell her you were here for her. Just tell her that you, you know, when, when she came back, that it was going to be okay, that she was safe. There was nothing to worry about. Now, of course, what did she do in the house? She, of course, tried to avoid as much as possible lights flicking on and off. I mean, if she entered a room and she was going to flick the light on, she would tell her, Hey, I'm coming on in, you know, going to flick the light on because she was trying to avoid those triggers. So there are different things that you can do to help the people that you're around that are having these dissociative episodes. But at the same time, there, you, can't, you can't get rid of all of them. You can't avoid all of them. So it is good to know how to kind of deal with it and what to do. But again, I wanted to come on today because I wanted to talk about the fact that it doesn't look the same to everybody. When you're traumatized as a child, that doesn't mean you're going to become an adult and you're going to lose 13 years of your life. It doesn't mean that when people flick on a light, you're going to freak out. Not, it's all It's the same for everybody. Everybody handles trauma and everybody handles their own situation in their own way. Some people handle, you know, I say handle a lot more, but some people, it doesn't affect them as badly. And some people, it affects them slowly, like drip throughout their life. So there's no right or wrong answer to associating. There's no how it's supposed to be done. You have no control over what's going to happen. So all you can do is learn to try to deal with it. Learn to try to find methods that if you know this is happening to yourself, that you can do to calm yourself down and reground yourself and and also get help. I highly suggest if you know this is happening to you or if it's happening to someone that you love or care about, that you get them help that you have them talk to somebody have them give you them have them give them techniques and tricks and tips to kind of navigate these episodes so that's all i really wanted to say like i said i got a lot of questions and usually i jump on to the next topic but i thought it was very important that i address some of this because um i don't want people questioning i don't want people not knowing i don't want people listening to something on the podcast and then Worrying about it, or stressing about it, or thinking this is going to happen to them, or it's not going to happen to them. That's why we're here. If you have any questions, please, please, please reach out. If you want to know more, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to a counselor, to a therapist, to whatever you want. You can visit me on my Facebook group. Um, The links are all down there below, and I take questions at any time of the day or night. I will get back to you as soon as possible, and. If you don't want to talk to me or you want to talk to someone else, I will help you find a resource. We will get you to the right people. Uh, we want this to be a podcast of hope and, and healthy stories and people that can go somewhere to get help, the help they need or to get the healing they need or to help someone that they love. So again, thanks for tuning in. I hope to have you back here next week and we will talk to you soon. Have a blessed day and we'll see you again. Bye.